Hi everyone, and welcome to Astro Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. Uh, before we really get into it today, I and Paige just like want to address that there's been a lot of heavy ass shit going on in the world forever, but especially in the last couple weeks, there's been some current events and some um, gun violence and mass shootings in the United States and. While we definitely want to focus on like the funness that is this podcast and we will get into it, I also just want to say that it feels weird to talk about fun, frivolous, mundane things when there's such heavy shit going on in the world. Um, shit's just kind of heavy. I am grateful for things like astrology and books and This Is Us and 90 Day Fiance <laughs> for providing some distraction because we're all entitled to that. Like we're all entitled to take a brain break from the heaviness that is the world uh, in 2022. But I just also think we need to acknowledge that. There's some deep darkness in the world. Yeah. And um, I don't think that, you know, standing by political divides, hard nosing them is going to help anybody do anything. So I think we're all appalled at what happened and we can come together. To try and do something. For policy reform. We should all come together. Pressure your local representatives and your legislators to actually make some fucking shit happen. Um, anyway, follow us on social media. <laughs> well, anyway, I, we will say that even though it doesn't do much, the human connection is a real thing and we are thinking about the families who yeah. are affected. Yeah. Because children should never be killed, period, for any reason. Or black people in a supermarket. <clears throat> Senseless acts of violence. It just shouldn't happen. As And in this country, the fact that there is so much gun violence is insane. So let's take some space, clear our brains, and talk about Venus. <laughs> um but do follow us on social media. Um, help us spread the word. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at AstroSkepticPod. We also have a website that Paige's husband made for us, AstroSkeptic.org. Share us with your friends and colleagues. Um, we're a podcast for skeptics, but we are also great for non-skeptical beginners and newcomers to the world of astrology. Share us with your neighbors, your dentist, your local dog walker, your lawyer, if you have one of those. Um, everyone is welcome here at Astro Skeptic. But don't forget, we don't censor this podcast for explicit content or language. Listener discretion is advised. So I actually did just get a new dentist, and um, I told him about the podcast. I, he, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't listen, but I would just like to say that Dr. Ko is amazing. Um, Shout out. I have never liked my dentist before. I've never... Well... I have hated my dentist before, but most, I've had many dentists. Most of the dentists I've had, I've just been very neutral about. But Dr. Coe's the first one I've ever liked. He's pretty funny. He's a pretty funny dude, pretty chill hot? dude. Is he a hot dentist? I, <laughs> oh my God, is he hot? <laughs> oh my God, he's hot. <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, he's, 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 he's not ugly. He's I have a looking. hot dentist. I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. He's good looking yeah. for sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Dig around in there. <laughs> it's probably the first good looking dentist I've had. Although I don't, I don't know. I'll say my last dentist wasn't good looking and he fucked my teeth up. And Dr. Ko is good looking and fixed my teeth. So thank you. <laughs> Bless him. Bless. Bless you, Dr. And if Ko. you're listening, I'm so surprised. <laughs> but welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's really cool, Paige. I mean, what else is going on in life? Nothing I want to talk about on here. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right. Enough bullshit. Should we just dive right into it? Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Venus edition. Sexy meat and potatoes. Riva. What kind of meat and potatoes are we going to gorge on today? Indeed, it will be the sexy kind. So we'll start, of course, with some mythological foreplay. Uh, in Mesopotamia, the planet Venus... Venus, 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 was historically represented by the Sumerian deity. Oh, this is going to be such a butcher, but Ninsiana. Ninsiana. Yeah, that's it. All right. So 
that deity was associated with illumination and radiance and was often referred to as a radiant god whose light fills heaven and earth. Some people say that about me too, but although appearing in more myths than any other Sumerian deity, Ninsiana is often considered to be the most confusing and complex deity worshipped in Mesopotamia. The reason for this, according to our research, is due to two main factors. The first being that Ninsiana seems to have been combined with, or maybe confused for, other ancient deities throughout Mesopotamian history. But by the end of the third millennium, Ninsiana had transformed, or again, like maybe been replaced with, the Sumerian goddess Inanna, and later the Babylonian Assyrian deity Ishtar, all of whom were considered to rule over love, beauty, sex, war, justice, and political power. All the cool things. All the best things. Um, so the historical confusion surrounding Ninsiana, a.k.a. Inanna, a.k.a. Ishtar, isn't just limited to etymology. Throughout Mesopotamian history, this deity is represented in often contradictory ways. The gender is most arguably overwhelmingly female. She was the twin sister of the sun god Utu and the wife of Demuzid, who ruled over shepherds. She also, however, represented as performing masculine roles at times, her association with warfare being the most obvious example. But despite the historical inconsistencies, there is one common thread seen in her significations. Even though she undoubtedly governed love and sex, she was not considered the goddess of marriage or motherhood. These significations were mostly given to other deities associated with Earth or Moon. So, shall you dive into that a bit? I was just going to say that sex and lust and beauty, they aren't necessarily inherently like connected with marriage and motherhood. I think you need something special, right? Mm-hmm. To, to have, to be the mom, to be the wife, you know, that, that role. Mm-hmm. It's not just sex. That's all I was going to say. Oh, okay. But anyway, there seems to be a little confusion about Venus in ancient Egypt also. At least I was confused during my research. Most sources consider the Egyptian goddess Isis to be the Egyptian equivalent of Aphrodite, who you will hear about momentarily. But I couldn't find any direct connections between the planet Venus and Isis. In fact, the only astronomical connections I can find to the goddess Isis are to the star Sirius. I found some potential connections to ancient Egyptian god Horus in Venus, but these seem somewhat vague as well. So, for the sake of historical accuracy, that is all we will say about Egypt for now. But if you are a historian who specializes in ancient Egypt, hit me up. Yeah, dude, hit me up too. Hit me up. Hit, hit me. That would be cool. Let's go get coffee. <laughs> Let's have a Zoom date. I have a Nefertiti tattoo. What does that oh, tell you? <laughs> I forget that sometimes. Dude. Anyway, the Mayans, though, personify Venus through their god Quetzalcoatl, who was a vegetation god, an earth and water deity closely associated with the rain god Tlaloc. Though throughout Mayan history, Quetzalcoatl underwent drastic evolution. During the Tolic culture, which was the 9th through 12th centuries, Quasicodal became much more closely associated with war and human sacrifice. He was worshipped extensively in the city of Tula, where he became the god of the morning and evening star. His temple was the center of ceremonial life. In Aztec times, he was revered as the patron of priests, the inventor of calendar and books, and the protector of goldsmiths and other craftsmen. He was also heavily connected with themes of death and rebirth. With his companion, Zolotl, a dog-headed god, he was said to have descended to the underground hell of Mictlan to gather the bones of the ancient dead. Sounds cool. Those bones he anointed with his own blood, even cooler, giving birth to the men who inhabit the present universe. Wow. That's so much to unpack there, but all right. In ancient Greek mythology, Venus was represented by the goddess Aphrodite. Aphrodite was primarily the goddess of love, sex, 
fertility and beauty, but also associated with war and the sea. She was said by Hesiod, one of the earliest Greek poets, to have been born from the white foam produced by the severed genitals of Uranus after his son Cronus threw them into the sea. As one would. <laughs> you know? Be born from it. <laughs> A later Greek poet, Homer, gave an alternative origin story for Aphrodite, saying she was the offspring of Zeus and Dion. Despite these discrepancies, the significations largely remained the same. The Roman equivalent of Aphrodite was the goddess Venus, our sister planet's namesake. The Romans, like the Greeks, considered Venus to be the goddess of love, sex, beauty, and fertility, the patron of prostitutes, and the goddess of victory. She was the mother of Aeneas, Trojan prince, and the first Roman demigod who survived the fall of Troy and fled to Italy. It is through this story that she becomes the heavenly ancestor of the Roman people. Though she was married to Vulcan, the god of fire and subsequent blacksmithing, she was also famously a lover of Mars, the god of war. Through her affair with Mars, Venus gave birth to Cupid, the god of desire, erotic love, attraction, and affection. And now, it's astronomology time. Venus edition. Take it away, Riva. Venus. Earth's closest neighbor, often referred to as our twin, is one of the four inner terrestrial planets in our solar system. Oh, Jesus, this is a big number coming up, guys. At approximately... 67,682,160, no, whatever, yeah. miles away. It is the second closest planet to the sun. Numbers are hard, okay? <laughs> Venus is often considered Earth's twin because she has a similar size and density. That is, however, pretty much where the resemblance stops because although Mercury is closer to the sun, Venus is the hottest planet in our solar system. Because she's so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. With surface temperatures of about 900 degrees on average. The reason she's so hot is mostly due to her thick, yeah. toxic Hell at yeah. atmosphere consisting of carbon dioxide and the fact that she is perpetually covered in thick, yellowish clouds of sulfuric acid. Keeps her young, you know. It sounds like a um, venereal disease. <laughs> Get that checked out. Anyway, these clouds trap heat and cause a runaway greenhouse effect. Venus's atmosphere is so thick, it looks almost impenetrable. It took humans 12 spacecraft failures until one finally landed on the planet's scalding surface. Venus is literally hot enough to melt lead. Her air pressure ain't no joke either. The atmospheric pressure on the surface of Venus is about the same as the pressure you'd feel if you went a kilometer below sea level on Earth. She might actually be our evil twin. Scientists believe that Venus was once covered in water and possessed an atmosphere where life as we know it could have flourished. So, maybe she's just a look into our future if we can't get people to stop consuming and farting so much. Ew. Since Venus is closer to the sun, she also has a shorter cycle of orbit. One year on Venus is about 225 Earth days long. She has a rusty colored surface and is covered with intensely crunched mountains and thousands of large volcanoes. Scientists think it's possible that some of these volcanoes are still active today. One of the most interesting things about Venus is her rotation. Venus rotates backwards on her axis compared to the rest of the planets in our solar system. If you were to look down on Earth from above the North Pole, you would notice that we rotate counterclockwise. Venus rotates clockwise, which means that on Venus, the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. Weird. Let me, okay, right, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> I just had to organize that in my head for a hot second. Uh, Venus was the first planet outside of Earth to be explored by humans. In December of 62, 1962, NASA's Mariner 2 performed a successful flyby of Venus, gathering initial data on her atmosphere and surface. In 1970, 
the Soviets, were the first to successfully land a probe on the surface. After a few crash landings of uh, previous probes, the Venera 7, sounds like a venereal disease, I know. executed a soft landing on the planet's surface and was able to transmit atmospheric and surface data back to Earth for about 23 minutes before succumbing to the toxic environment. They landed on Venus on her virginal soil and either gave her a venereal disease or got one and that killed them. They got one. <laughs> they got one. Okay. The Venera 8 was able to gather similar data and in 1975, the Venera 9, the best one, successfully captured the first image of Venus's surface. The first image of another planet to ever be seen by humans. In 1978, NASA's pioneer multiprobe multipass survived for about 45 minutes on the surface and in 1982 the Soviet Venera 13 sent the first color image of Venus's surface back to Earth. It also analyzed the x-ray fluorescence of an excavated soil sample. The probe operated for a record 127 minutes on the planet's hostile surface. Since then, Several spacecraft from Earth have explored the planet, including NASA's Magellan in the 90s, which mapped the planet's surface using radar. The European space agency Venus Express orbited the planet from 2006 to 2014, and Japan's Akatsuki Venus Climate Orbiter has currently been orbiting the planet since 2016. In February of last year, the Parker Solar Probe did a flyby of Venus and captured the first light images of the planet's surface from space. Venus's surface is almost always hidden by her thickly clouded atmosphere. I will make sure to include pictures of Venus in our show notes for this episode because pretty cool stuff. Anyway, though, before we move on to Venus and astrology, I want to take you back to 1962. Imagine. So the the <laughs> I say that because I was watching um like a documentary on Discovery Plus about Venus and you know they just kind of go through the whole story of like when we first learned about Venus, you know, our mission to Venus, how you know, it basically they have one for like every planet that we've investigated so far. And what I thought was really interesting was that you know, before we went to Venus, because we'd only been to the moon, we knew nothing about any of the other planets yet in the 60s. People were like super stoked. They thought that Venus was going to, because it was the same size as us, it was pretty close to us. They thought, okay, Venus could totally be like another Earth. Like it could be habitable. There could be people there. There could be aliens there. There could be like other things there. And like people were freaking out because mm -hmm. they thought we were about to discover some like, life-changing shit and then when the mariner 2 flew by and realized that it was like this toxic totally non-habitable environment it was kind of like a big like i mean that kind of sounds like what's going to happen to earth in the next you know however many years if we keep up with all this climate change shit yeah i know okay well maybe i don't know they need to give me a tesla yeah, they need to give me a Tesla, they. too. <laughs> I feel like we talk about Elon Musk a lot on here. Maybe not enough, you know? Give us a Tesla, Elon. Elongated El muskrat. Elon, give us a Tesla. Did you know that was that's what his name is short for? That's not true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> enough just, of this. Yeah, but I looked at you so seriously. Enough of it. this. You thought I would fall for it, didn't you? No, I thought maybe you would think for a second. No. All right, tell us about the Venus in astrology, okay? I refuse. The Venus. Just kidding. Tell us. In astrology, Venus is the planet of love and harmony. It dictates what you love, how you love, how you need to be loved, what you enjoy, how you enjoy it, marriage and partnerships, and so much more. Venus is the planet of art and pleasure. The position and condition of Venus in your chart can indicate your interests and hobbies, general aesthetics about you that you appreciate, and how you like to unwind and 
Venus is considered a lucky planet. It's the lesser benefic. Having a strong and healthy Venus in your chart can indicate good luck, at least in the Venusian areas of life. The greater benefic, by the way, is Jupiter, but we'll talk about him later. A hearty and robust Venus can translate to a refined sense of style and taste, great cooking and or artistic skills, and a healthy and enjoyable love life. Venus represents the vulnerable side of you that needs to be loved. So when you have a well-aspected Venus, you tend to love and be loved easily and effortlessly. But, alas, a damaged or poorly aspected Venus can cause you to struggle in relationships and attract harmful, toxic people. Certain challenging aspects to Venus can be indicative of struggles with intimacy both in relationships and friendships alike. Certain moon aspects can also indicate this, but with the moon, it's more like you avoid intimacy out of a fear of getting hurt, whereas with Venus, you just feel awkward with intimacy or you really just don't want to be intimate with other people. Venus rules two zodiac signs, Taurus and Libra. Taurus, as you should know, is fixed earth and libra is cardinal air as we discussed last season taurus energy is all about nature the material or physical world hedonism and enjoying life libra energy represents grace diplomacy balance harmony and justice the attributes from both of these energies are inherently embedded in venus as well the essential dignities of Venus are as follows. Venus is exalted in Pisces. It's in its domicile in Taurus and Libra. It's in its fall in Virgo. And it's in detriment in good old Scorpio. Venus is exalted in Pisces because Pisces takes the themes of Venus to a spiritual level. To someone with their Pisces and Venus, love is eternal, for better or for worse. And they tend to love people on a spiritual level. And not just people, but the things that they do, the things that they enjoy. It's everything is a spiritual experience. Taurus and Libra obviously allow Venus to represent the way she was meant to, sensually and with grace. Venus struggles in Virgo because this particular placement causes Venus to be restricted in her expression. Someone with this placement can be particularly uptight in general and very, very, very picky when it comes to love, friendships, and their general interests in life. People with Venus and Virgo have the tendency to feel like Nothing is ever good enough for them. And Venus has a lot to do with self-love as well. So Virgo, Venus people probably often struggle to love themselves and feel like they aren't ever good enough for themselves. Venus is in detriment in Scorpio because she becomes almost too potent. Someone with a Scorpio Venus can become obsessive with the people or things that they love. Let's just say this placement can be very intense, like any Scorpio placement. Self-awareness is key when Scorpio is in this placement, both for the person with the placement and anyone else in their life. So let's talk a little bit about our Venuses, shall we? Well, uh, mine's in Capricorn, so pretty sure that's the least fluffy and romantic of all signs. Or, like, the least feeling of all signs. Um, yeah, but you gotta remember, Venus isn't necessarily about your emotions. Right, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, you can still feel. I mean, I but... love gold, you know? <laughs> I do. I love gold. Um, the taste do of you it, really? the smell of it. 
like gold or money? I don't know. <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> so wait, if I D, just had like, above. if I had like a, I don't know, like a gold coin or like, let's say a gold ring. I'm, no, I'm not like a fucking dragon. You're not guarding like, you're not the treasure. No, no. Smeagol? No, not quite. But I mean, I, something I've really come to terms with in the last, especially the last couple of years gaining my independence is I love money. I do. Oh, man. <laughs> like, not that that's Shy. like what I look for in a partner, but it's important for me to always be able to do what I want to do. Like, hell yeah. I need to always be comfortable and feel like I'm not super limited. Mm-hmm. And like, if there's a thing I want to buy, for the most part, I want to be able to buy it. But that being said, I don't have very expensive taste. Like, if you were to walk into my apartment, it's not filled with uh-huh. like Apple watches. Yeah. It's, dried flowers and thrift store shit but like i want to be able to buy the skincare or get the pedicure or that kind of stuff you know well yeah i mean venus is all about go on vacation well yeah and i mean your aspects to venus can also indicate you know what you like specifically and things like that and i think that the fact that you are very like within reason in terms of like the things that you like. Like you just said, like you want to have money mostly for security, which is a very Capricorn thing. Yeah. But you want to be able to buy the things that you want to buy. You don't, I feel like you don't want to buy expensive things. Like you do tend to be more like, you know, middle of the road. Yeah. Which is very Capricorn. Like you never like Capricorn Venus is like, it's practical. It's efficient. It's sophisticated. It's never, it's like never too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I will say though, and I don't know if this is necessarily the Capricorn Venus, but like the other Capricorn heavy stuff, I used to be extremely frugal to the point where it was like a personality defect and annoying. I'm getting better with it. Like I'm more generous with the money that I do have. And like, I don't like, I'm not always such a fucking curmudgeon about like, man, that's expensive. But like, it was, a, it was bad. Ask any of my close friends and they will know what I'm talking about. And they'll be like, yeah, Reeve is fucking annoying. <laughs> but it's gotten, I think, I think it's getting and it's gotten better. Yeah. But I think that comes like, it's, that is the, the, the greedy dragon in me that's just like, yeah, this is my gold, you know? Like, I didn't... That's a torrent. I was very protective of whatever money I could have. I will say that's like a... Well, the Capricorn Venus is you, like, wanting the money. Yeah. And then I would say your Taurus Moon is you, like, feeling emotional about it being your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, and I'm really grateful that, like, I've become more generous and, like, it feels good to do things for other people or to spend money on other people or give money away. Mm-hmm. Um, or not even money, just, like, give things, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's something that I'm definitely aware of. So Otherwise, yeah. How about, like, when it comes to relationships? Like... Obviously, romantic relationships, but then, like, friendships as well. Like, how do you feel like your Capricorn expresses in the way that you love other people? I feel like I can, I'm very loyal to people. Like, like, white on rice. I am, even if it's almost to, like, my own detriment with Mm -hmm. people, I will stick by their side and be loyal friend, family member, whatever, Mm -hmm. worker. Um... So that definitely, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm not really like super aware of how else the Capricorn would manifest. So I guess like when it comes to Venus, it can represent in like what you look for in somebody else, like what you like, right? So like you potentially would be attracted to Capricorn-y things, right? Like A, somebody who's financially stable. They don't have to be rich, but I think financial security would probably attract you right or be important like if you went on a date with somebody and you realized that they were like just spending money left and right and they were in debt you'd probably be like it'd probably be a huge turnoff it would yeah that like being in debt or being irresponsible with money is a turnoff for me even though i honestly haven't had many interactions that i know of with people in that situation um but acts of service is one of my love languages Okay. Like that I like, like if someone does a nice thing for me or like gifts, probably are those two separate love languages, acts of service I and gifts? I mean, you know, somebody just made that up. I think they can be intertwined. Well, because those, service can be a gift. 
but those right and that and it feels like a gift to me so like if someone does something nice for me Mm -hmm. my mind is fucking blown and I will literally fall in love with them immediately (laughs) um so that might be again like the dragon in, yeah. in the lair, like, oh, they gave me something wonderful. I'll add it to the collection. Right. Um, and I do, I I think everyone really appreciates, like, when someone buys them dinner or, like, someone buys them anything, you mm. know? But that kind of shit, like, it's it's very significant to me. Okay. So, I guess in that sense, maybe. So, what about, like, the way that they are in terms of, like, obviously, you can be you can be attracted to opposites and things like that, but, like, the kind of connection that you're looking for in not just in friendships, but also in, like... I mean, I'm... I feel connected to people that are funny. I feel like that's not very Capricornian, but, like... No. If, if there's, like, a rapport, like, a playful badinage, and, like, we have a similar sense of humor, mm-hmm. or they make me laugh, or they say something clever... Yeah, well, I mean, I would say that everybody has a sense of humor, right? Mm. Maybe somebody who has, like, 12 planets in Capricorn, it might be hard to find that humor, but it's in there somewhere. I would say Venus and Mercury help dictate what kind of humor you find interesting, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, somebody who has, like, a million planets in Capricorn might have, like, the driest sense of humor ever, but they'd still have a sense of humor. Yeah, um... So what kind of humor are you attracted to? Fuck, I don't know. You're I, not attracted to like slap happy humor, fuck right? Fuck no, I hate that stuff. Like where it's like, yeah. oh, the person fell down. Or <laughs> like what if somebody's just like farts? No, I, that shit is so stupid That to is me. so Capricorn. Anything that is like, <laughs> like anything that is blatant or like a lazy attempt at humor. Okay. Like shit like in movies and TV shows. Where oh my God, yeah. Same. Can't stand it. Um, I, most, most entertainment, I do not think is funny. If I like actually LOL mm-hmm. when I'm watching a thing, it's kind of a fucking miracle. That I, is. I can sit real stone faced. That is so Capricorn. Mm-hmm. That is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But I find, I do find like my friends and those I associate with, like I laugh the most from them. You know, I don't laugh from entertainment. Yeah. I laugh from the people that I'm surrounded by. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't know what I think is funny. I'm trying to, like, what was <laughs> you the think? Uh, let me I tell had? you. I know exactly what kind of shit to send you that's actually going to make you laugh. 50% of the memes I send you are to, like, make you go, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And because then that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other 50%, I think, oh, we will actually enjoy it. I think any funny thing with an animal is going to make you laugh. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, a maybe, like, a toddler or something doing something. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I like things that seem organic. But, you know, it's funny. I say that in, like, Schmidt from New Girl. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite characters ever. And I don't know if any of him applies to what I just described about (laughs) myself and my sense of humor. Well, he's definitely, I mean, he's, I think that kind of humor is, like, it's very, like, sarcastic, Mm -hmm. which is Capricorn. And Mm -hmm. it's very, like, it's rooted in reality, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you were to take that show as an example, um, if you were to look at uh, Nick, like, mm-hmm. some of the shit that he says is just, like, he'll, like, just, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, like, mm-hmm. a totally different sense of thing, whereas, like, Schmidt, it's, like, real, like, in the moment, related to the situation yeah. type. Oh, my God. This is making just me very clever. Rewatch, like, I know you one through four of New You're cheesing so real hard. Bad. He makes me so happy. I just wish so badly he existed in the real world. I think that the actor is probably a lot like him. Max Greenfield or Yeah, whatever. because when I look that dude up, I'm pretty sure he has a Virgo son. And I feel like his sense of humor is very Virgo-in. Because, like, you know, Virgo, Capricorn, Taurus, they're all, you know, Earth signs. So yeah. they're all, like, more, I would we say. We all vibe in. Yeah. Yeah. So I could totally see that. But alas, um, I think potentially, though, like when it comes to like your hobbies and stuff. I don't have hobbies. <laughs> well, <they're> Capricorn. <laughs> I don't have fucking hobbies, dude. I go to the gym, which is dumb, and I don't want to talk about that. Um, do you like it or do you have a necessity? I, no, I fucking love working out. Okay. I really do. I, I mean, that could be very Capricorn in terms of like, you know, a means to an end. Like, I it's feel practical. Like, I feel like a bit of it is Virgoan. Like it's, um, yeah. 
And like Torian, because it's kind of like self-indulgent. It's purely like hedonistic in a way. But it's also very practical because you're like, okay, well, I have free time. I might as well do something that's going to benefit well, me and it may, like, physically. It, over the course of my 20s, I learned that like it is absolutely invaluable for my mental health. Like if I, if I don't work out, my brain fucking suffers. So okay. even if it's just like going for a walk. Yeah. Um, so, but again, is that a hobby? I don't know. Otherwise, I don't know, like, I like music. I like to listen to a lot of different music. I like flowers. I like shopping. I like traveling. I like reading. Okay. I like cooking HelloFresh exclusively. I'm not going to cook anything from scratch. That is that is Capricorn. <laughs> Very, like, the simplest way. Yeah. The easiest, simplest way. Path of least resistance. Yeah. I feel like that's how I live my life. <laughs> the path of least resistance. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, and I feel like except when it comes to, like... Well, what? I was just going to say, like, your love life. Like, I think you're pretty picky. I'm... Yeah. So... I'm trying to get better with it, guys. But maybe that is the path of least resistance, is to be single. Cause then yeah. You, you don't have anybody else there. It. I love being single. That is very Capricorn. I love it. I don't know how I'm supposed to work a life partner into this whole thing, you know? So who would be your ideal life partner? Would it be somebody Schmidt. like... Schmidt. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> would it be somebody like... um, like, like, I don't know, like somebody who worked in finance and like had their no. shit together? No. I mean... Yeah. I mean, yeah, have your shit together, but also like be flexible. I like someone that... Honestly, someone that's patient and can go with the flow and no anger issues, please, and uh, have a sense of humor and have, like, loyal friends and, like, a solid relationship with their mom or, like, you know, at least respect their mother mm -hmm. for the good and the bad. Um, I don't know. Just someone that, like, has similar priorities to me. I don't really care about the job or what they do do so long as it's not fucking dumb <laughs> what would be dumb i don't know so what if they These were a hard question here we go <laughs> we're getting into it okay How, <sighs> what if he was a like a jimmy johns driver well is he 22 because that seems nope. like he's 28 all right and he drives for jimmy johns what at, at what 28 else, what else is there about him you know has he had some <laughs> hardship in his life is he funny is he hot? Okay, so let's, here we go. Jimmy John's, though, like, it's not a deal breaker, but it's like, I need more information. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what would make the Jimmy John's driving okay for you? Does he come from money? <laughs> Is he a trust fund baby? Um, does he make a lot of money, like, streaming on Twitch? And he just... Oh, my God, that Twitch streamer, man. Is he Hassan Abi or whatever that dude's name is? Dude, if you're listening, please hit me up. Send somebody... Make a fake account and send the link to our podcast to him. Hassan Abi on Twitch and Instagram. Please, dude. I would, I would make you so happy. I would make all your dreams come true. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Jimmy, I don't really give a shit. Like, it's truly more about, like, their fucking attitude and disposition towards life. But they have to be financially stable. They have to, I can't carry them, no. Right. Cause, like, so, like, well, and you can't handle them, like, just up their life constantly being upended because they don't have money for rent right. or whatever. No, like, they have to be, they have to be mature. But I find, but all of that, I tie with, like, maturity and emotional okay. maturity and stability. That, that is good that's a normal human reaction right <laughs> so like yeah i want them to be able to buy groceries for themselves and if they could afford to buy me dinner sometimes that's great and if they can afford to like live a life parallel to mine where we travel where we go to concerts if we want to where we're able to live a life mm -hmm. that's what's most important to me However they figure out a way to do that, I don't give a shit. But, like, don't – I don't like to feel limited by my partner. What if they were a porn star? I don't care. As long You're as telling safe. me you if don't care. If they're safe. Dude, if I'm attracted if, – if they're a porn star, but for whatever reason we jive, why would I care if they're a porn star? As long as they don't bring it home to mama, you know? Right. Yeah. For me, I just feel like porn – 
the industry of porn is abhorrent for many reasons. But I love that, porn. Maybe you just don't watch enough. Well, of no, it I just feel like the whole idea of porn. I feel like it's really warped, especially like young men in our society. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of porn is absolute poison for our brains, and it's not an, a fair representation right. of sex. Like if there was like, if porn was just if if listen if porn was like real full length movie, but like the sex scenes were real sex. That exists. That exists. No, I know, but like the movie would actually have to be really good. <laughs> I'm yeah, talking like, there's, there's like a... I'm talking like the movie, like Interstellar. I'm talking like oh. good ass movie, and then the characters have sex, and you're just like, oh my god, like Cold Mountain. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't there Jude Law and Nicole Kidman sex in there? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Um. Yeah. Okay. So okay to filter my answer. Yes. If he is like a fucking gross ass misogynistic toxic. porn star no i but i wouldn't be attracted to that kind of okay like the (laughs) porn star part isn't going to be the deal breaker i I won't even want to like we probably have nothing to talk about you know i feel like that's the aquarian mercury in you is like you're not judging what he does no you're judging how he is yeah i don't give a shit yeah 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 cool cool okay now that we (laughs) psychoanalyze the shit out of my dating life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about like, okay, one last thing I would say on you. What about like your friendships? What about Because them? Venus has, because you know, everybody <clears throat> thinks Venus is just about relationships, but it's about, it's about relationships, mm-hmm. platonic and not platonic. Mm-hmm. Obviously the not platonic, you have the sex factor, right? Mm-hmm. That's important to mm-hmm. Venus. Mm-hmm. But when it's like your friends, you know, like you like hanging out with your friends in mm-hmm. a very what, like Capricorn-y way, like. What is a Capricorn-y way? What would the Capricorn-y way be? I would just say, like, you know, like, you you get together. You schedule a get-together. You're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know what I mean? You're not... Are you ever just, like, showing up at somebody's house, like, sitting there watching five hours of TV with them? Because that wouldn't yeah. be... You do that? I mean, with... Well, like, with Brie, because, like, sometimes I'll just, like, hey, I'm going to pop over, and then I'll just sit there and talk to her for a while. But, like... I feel like the confines of modern life and adulthood don't really allow us to just like, oh, I'm going to pop over and we're going to watch five hours of Well, that's what we would do when Frank would come over is he would literally show up and be here for five hours and we would just watch TV. But I feel like I... I feel like I'm too busy most of the time for that and my friends are... Like, most people are too busy for that. But that's not to say, you know, if we've... Especially when I first moved back here and I was unemployed... And had nothing better to do. Like, we would, you know, party on a Friday night or whatever. I'd spend the night at Breeze and then eat bagels and lay around the whole next day. Okay. So, like, I guess there's some of that. But yeah, who is available to just pop by and hang out for hours? I'm Madonna. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I but guess... you get what I'm saying, where it's like, you're very... I feel like when I think about what you talk about hanging out with your friends, you're always like, oh, yeah, well, we did a pizza night. It's always like a thing that you, oh, you know what sure. i mean like it's very organized yeah. and like but but that's never like i don't organize that shit that's okay. my friends that's who like you know the cheese board and like the the pointed like the mm-hmm. reason to get well together. i don't know i feel like you're like that because you're like well let's do lunch or like let's you know you're it's always and i i'm not saying it's bad right but what do other people do that i don't see to me that doesn't sound like specifically capricornian it just sounds like what people do to socialize these days i mean you could make that argument for sure i'm just thinking more of like the vibe whereas like madonna would literally like madonna is an extreme example <laughs> madonna would be like <gasps> She would literally just be like, well, she would just come over. She would show up and then she'd be like, I need to put together my um sofa. Or then she'd be like, oh, my God, you guys want to go get like whatever. Like everything is just very like impulsive and like yeah. sporadic and no, like I mean, very different. Probably the polar opposite yeah. of me. I do like to have a plan. I like to have an idea. I like to feel prepared. Yeah. But I can also like once I'm there, if things change and things Not amend, a, yeah. then yeah, I go with sure. the flow. In most ways, I think I'm pretty easygoing, but there are certain things like fucking showers and bedtime routine. Don't fuck with me. What about your working out? I like to make time for that. I like to have, yeah. It's not like the abs. Like if I go on vacation, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I have to work out three times this week. But yeah, do you work out on vacation sometimes? Oh yeah. man, dude, it feels good to me. See, and that's like people. 
That's the difference. That's the difference. And, and this, like, I don't, I really don't like talking about it, even though it is admittedly a big part of my personal life, like my practice, what? you could say. Working out? Exercise, Well, yeah. it's not like a shameful thing. Yeah, uh, people but... can do anything in extremes in anything. I know, but it's not, I'm also not extreme about it, but. Well, no, I'm saying that's why, like, I think. You're concerned about the people out there that do it to the extreme, and you don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, but I and yeah. but I'm I, also not a douchebag. Right, like, I'm not. A My argument douche. is that anybody could do anything to the extreme. I'm gonna assume you you're doing everything at normal and moderation, like not like a yeah. freak. Yeah, yeah, and yes, I will work out on vacation if it's accessible easy if there's time for it and i don't feel like it's going out of my way or maybe a part of your vacation like going for a hike i would do that oh yeah fuck yeah like but i'm not gonna make it a thing to be like oh my god i need to go to orange theory down the road or like i need to go like to the hotel treadmill like fuck a treadmill oh my god never catch what if it's the only thing i won't do it then you would defer you just wouldn't i would do body weight exercises page (laughs) what if you didn't have any weights that's why it's what called is, body oh, weight. I have no idea. <laughs> Where you use the weight of your own body. Oh, I see. Um, again, this is all very conditional. What about, why are we still talking about my Venus? What about your Venus? Okay. Uh, my Venus is in Taurus. Hala, which is amazing, you guys. Conjunct my moon, which is amazing. I will say I am lucky in love. Like, you know, because sometimes when it comes to astrology, it'll be like, this can be indicative of like, if you're lucky or not. And some astrologers will literally say like, oh, you know, if you have Jupiter and Taurus or if you have a well-aspected Taurus Venus, because Taurus is all about like material possessions and whatever, that could be indicative of you being like lucky in terms of like, maybe you have a lot of money or like, and I feel like that's very like, that's a very specific instance. And I tend to be like luck, like what is luck? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I will say, my love life, I've, I'm very lucky. Like, Just because you got cuffed up at 20, bro. Oh, shit. I will say my love life, listen, I was a little nefarious, okay? When I was, t- I was 12. You don't even know. No, I mean, like, you... I was 12 going on, like, 25, okay? Yeah, maybe. When I was 13 years old, I would go to, I was in the punk scene in Lansing, Michigan, all right? Mm-hmm. Hook it up. Mm-hmm. I looked older. I acted older. I hung out with kids who were older. But anyway, when I would hang out, when I would meander around with my friends, you know, when I was 12 going on 25, looked like I was 18, 19. You did, yeah, I've seen Guys things. would be hitting on me. I'd be hitting on them. Like, I had relationships earlier on in my life that were probably way too mature for that age realistically yeah. in my life. Yeah. So even though I did get married technically, well, not married, but I started dating the guy I would then marry at age 20. I felt like I had a decent number of experiences before that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but even in like my first ever relationship, like I, um, you know, like, you know, there was some drama, but I was like 14, he was 17, but it was like very, it was very wholesome. Like it was very much like a true love experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't like regret anything or like have, you know, like a really trifling time and it wasn't like a superficial thing like i was lucky in that sense like yeah. i don't look back it and, was real yeah and um most of the like you know i had a couple just kind of flings at times in my life but i would say like i had my first relationship and then i had probably one real significant relationship before i met alex and they were all good and i'm still on good terms with these people like i see them i would hang out with them that's wild in fact they're great guys doug and adam if you're listening (laughs) i would like in fact when i was dating alex we had been dating for a couple years and we went to a wolf pet concert in kalamazoo and they were both there right and i guess i have a type shutters because um i guess i have a type because wolf pet is a very specific and kind of weird band that Mm -hmm. like only i think specific people would like and both of my two ex-boyfriends were at this concert with you <laughs> with and your me husband. and my my yeah. then boyfriend but would to be husband and we you know we got a little tipsy but we all hung out we all like went out in the parking lot and we're like hanging out and like i feel like that's that's rare like i'm yeah. lucky in the sense that like my love history allowed that situation yeah. to happen yeah 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 i mean i think it i do think it's rare yes i i would say i'm trying to think about mine 
of like the major relationships, I'm not counting anything from high school, but like college and beyond, two of them I would be fine with. One of them I'm actually still best friends with and he married my other best friend. Holler, matchmaker. Uh, the other one I will never speak to again. <laughs> we will not have any communication. Banished. 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 Well, yeah, and to that point, I've never had, I've never been in any kind of even somewhat borderline abusive relationship ever in my life. Yeah. But I think part of that is like my Ven- my Venusian elegance. It just like, I just know, I would always know right away, like, you know, because I definitely would be courted by dudes who I've right, even if I thought they were cute or funny, I could just tell right away, like, uh-uh. I mean, that's what you think, man, until you're in it. And it's just like... Well, that's what I think. Like, my Venus gave me that gift. And it's rare, and I appreciate that, Mm -hmm. right? Because, yeah, I have... Most people that I know, they've gotten into a relationship that's just been, like, terrible. You know what I mean? At least once. Mm -hmm. And I've never had that, and I thank the Lord every day. Mm -hmm. But anyway, getting back to my Venus. Well, I also think you had a lot of other aspects in your life that were teaching, like other parts of your life. that. Yeah. God was like, yeah, God was like, you know, God was like, I'll give you this one. Right. (laughs) This is the only thing you get. That's good. As a treat. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 So that I don't, you know, just like walk into traffic and lay down. But my other, I guess the other ways that my Venus expresses specifically in Taurus, you know, very like aesthetics are huge for me, like Mm -hmm. our house, everything, you know what I mean? Like, I just love sweet furniture and like just really cool, like modern art, like the way that I very much um, unwind, I guess, is just like just knowing I'm in my house and like we have like nice things like that. Just I love that. Mm-hmm. And like that's a huge. Obviously, my the moon being conjunct, I feel like it's almost like I need that in order to be emotionally well. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's definitely your moon, though. Your Taurus. Oh yeah, the emotional part of it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But like, it, just what I like. Like, our. I feel like my my sense of taste and the things in terms of aesthetics and art is like very refined. Like, I'm very like I want the best of the best. Like, you know, we have we. We just bought a four hundred dollar uh, Eames Herman Miller table that's like four by four. Why exactly? It's because it's why. amazing. Oh my god! Because we gag love it, me and because food. I mean, I love that for you. Gag I'm happy me for you. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, I just in terms of like style, like for me, like you know, I like Target. That's the exception. But like, I'm not gonna shop at Home Goods for my furniture that's like i'm not gonna do it i mean good like i would if i if if my financial situation forced me to i would find the best shit at that home goods but now i'm in this position where it's like that's beneath me absolutely not to be fair i find home goods pretty expensive when it comes to sometimes Yeah, yeah and it's bullshit yeah it's not it's not my it's not my choice of furniture but i find it is very expensive yeah like yeah and i feel like lately especially um my my well, cooking, I love to cook. Like, my hobbies, like, I, I love to make food, okay? Like, I do HelloFresh because it's easy, but, like, outside of that... HelloFresh, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> outside of that, I feel like I'm I'm cooking a lot. Like, I'm always making, like, pasta, especially in the summer, dude. I'm about to be making... I already made pasta salad once. I'm about to make it again. I'm about to know I'm about to be making my, my infamous, iconic turkey burgers, okay, and my famous hot sauce. Like, these are the things that You're I famous. Do. What the fuck is your famous hot sauce? Um, you want to come over for Bergs, dude? Because yeah, I'll show you. Next time we record, <laughs> feed me a burger. Then okay. I'll be burping this whole time. Um, and just like, I don't know, my, my taste, I always want to go to a nice restaurant and have like nice food and like nice things. And honestly, like that was something that pissed me off when I was a kid was like being like poor was like, I would get, you know, cause I'd like, I'd go see my grandparents or I'd hang out with Madonna who's lived in the suburbs of Detroit. So things were just kind of nicer. And I'd see like you know, higher quality things. And lives. I would be like, I would come home and I'd be pissed. And I would be like, God, yeah. why can't I be rich? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. because this is what I want. And um, I know that there are people out there who don't give a shit, like about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I just, like if I want something, like a water bottle, for instance, I, I was trying to buy a water bottle before we went to New Mexico and I did research for days. I wanted the best water bottle. I didn't want a metal one, one that was going to dent. Yeah, I did. And I'll show it to you. I didn't want a glass one that was going to break. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted the best of the best because why wouldn't I? 
Why wouldn't I give myself the absolute Why best? Why would you need the best of the best when you can buy this really nice $20 one that keeps things pretty cool? You can put stickers on it. It's got a straw. I would never put a sticker on it. That bends down. Um, <laughs> but that. that's, There's hey. a little handle on it. That's the difference. And this thing, indestructible. Yep. And that's the difference. Cheap. Affordable. <laughs> Accessible. You know? Look, I'm going to... Mm, mm, mm. Water tastes so good when it comes out of it. So like even like my car, like okay, I will say my car is kind of an exception. I like to I like to express myself with the stickers on my car. But I feel like they have to be tasteful and they have to be like laid out in a certain way. See, I would never put a fucking sticker on my car. I have Why? a cooler girl on the dash for sure. I would never put a bumper sticker on my What's car. What's the difference between your car and I'm your not, water bottle? I'm not that kind of person. I'm just like I'm What's not the that difference kind of between person. the sticker on your for this, me? This is fucking frivolous, man. This is a who cares, you know? And I Well, for me, yeah, if I bought a if I had a brand new or a leased car, I bought my car. of which mine is. Right. So well, I'm just saying like I would never put a sticker on a Tesla. Or it have to be a really like, cool sticker. I feel like I have nothing to say that's so important <laughs> that it needs to go on my fucking See, for me, 2009 Subaru Forester. But I feel like for me, it's part of the way, then this is another thing. It's part of the way that I express myself. I got I got a cool alien decal from Roswell and I put it on my freaking car. I feel like me as a person expresses who I am But well see, enough. that's very Capricorn of you <laughs> where it's like, I'm um, putting a sticker on my car. Absolutely I not. I just walk it like I talk it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to drive it like I jive it. <laughs> Dude, I'd be driving. Anyway, my point was that there's rust around my wheel wells. Yeah. And that pisses me off. Yeah. Because I'm like, that looks ghetto. That's that's poor people mentality. Well, I don't think we can say things like that anymore, Paige, but I Well, I can. Okay. Saying. I'm gonna say whatever I want. But um I've been trying to get the covers for my wheel wells because it bothers me so much. But that's just an example. Yeah, I understand that. Your car is, and I say this as a friend, and also understanding the circumstances surrounding your car, you know, but like it is considering how you are with all other things, your car is an exception to that rule, I would yeah. say. And I don't know why my car always has been. I think it's because I've never had a super nice car. I, my car's always been old and used. Like my first car was like a beater car and I almost used it as like, like, I don't know, like, like when you're in high school and you have like a fucking book binder and you just, just, you know, it gets all torn up and you put a bunch of dumb stickers on it because mm-hmm. you don't care. And I guess that's how I feel about my car. How you feel about your car. That but if I were to have a nice, like, you know, within the last five year car, like my car is 2008. I, um, you know, I have to plug in the aux cord. Okay. Oh, same, bro. Right. Same. And so like for me, I'm like, I don't no care. I guess potentially maybe that's a, a Torian Venusian thing where it's like, my car isn't valuable, so I don't really have that. Like, I don't Your car care is one that of much. the most expensive things you own. I mean, I paid a lot for it. Yeah, but it's not like a nice new car. Right. Like, it runs. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, I need it to run well, which it does. Yeah. But, um, and I need it to have space. It's SUV for sure. But I don't know. But like, like I said, if it were new, I wouldn't put stickers on it because that's trifling. But it's not. It's. It's older, and so I feel like it's just like it's like a it's like wearing because like I also have a jean jacket that I like to put a lot of buttons and patches on, and I don't know that's like, but to me in a way that is aesthetic. It's a specific aesthetic. Well, yeah, I mean? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you can like specifically attribute that to a Venus, whatever. I think that is just the aesthetic, you know. It's a look. No, yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying is, it's not random, totally. And even the stickers on my car aren't random. Like they all have the same general. I, thing. Yes, I see. What you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just putting any sticker on my car. It's got to be cool. I see. I see. Yeah, you use some discretion. Yeah. But um, I guess my Venusian qualities. Um, on top of that, I like to be very creative. I like to make felt sculptures. That's one of my hobbies, which is like very. It's like. You know, like, I like to paint and stuff, but I feel like when it comes to, like, sculpture art, it's, like, that's very a Torian thing because it's, like, you know, like, the earth, you know what I mean? Like, a mm. physical You're very good at it, too. Thing. The Lucy you made me almost brought tears to my eyes. You know that. I know. I love it. It's, and it's I love to do it. Bedroom. I stab myself in the finger constantly. I don't care. Um, I do like to paint and stuff like that, but I feel like Taurus, it, you know, Venus and Taurus can be very artsy. It's always been easy for me to be creative. It's never been a struggle for me. Um, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy just any kind of creativity 
ever possible. It's fun. I love plants. I love landscaping in my house. I love just like, you know, like Venus has a lot to do with, you know, nature and like flowers and stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff. And I vibe, I jive. Um, You know, I feel like my sense of fashion, especially like lately, when I was younger, I think that, you know, because I wanted my money to go further. So yeah, I would shop at like Forever 21 and cheap H&M shit. Whereas like part of it is I want to be a conscientious consumer. I try to shop where they, you know, are ethical, sustainable, but I would rather buy like, you know, like a dress that costs a little more because it's nicer and it lasts longer. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, within reason. Like, I wouldn't yeah. spend, like, $500 on a dress. Yeah, I mean, if it's, like, more well-made than something you're going to find at Target. Yeah, like, I would spend, like, $80 on a dress. Oh, I would, too, if I right. loved it. But I I have to, like, love it in order to spend that kind of money on it. Yeah. And, like, another thing that's probably bad. Well, in, in my uh, Virgo, my uh, sustainable environmentalist, thinks it's bad is that, like, I just... I I don't want to buy, I don't want to buy used clothes. I can't. I don't want to do. What? It. I don't. I, I I will say if you find like a real iconic like old T shirt that you could cut up and it could be aesthetic, like okay. But like other than that, like I hate going into Goodwill. It's stuff. It it's gross to me. It's trash. Oh wow. Um, it's just trash. You it's know bullshit. I, love me a thrifty I know, and I hate it. Alex is always trying to find like he always thinks it's some because okay every now and then you know some person was going through their grandma's house and they just got rid of all their, you know, like authentic Herman Miller furniture and didn't realize what it was. And Alex is out there trying to find it and it's never there because it's very rare. Mm-hmm. He's always like, can I just let me run into Goodwill? And I refuse to go in. Really? It smells. Dude, who cares? Me. <laughs> because there's so much life lived in it. I like wearing like, I hate the smell things. of a Goodwill. It's the I, same smell think, you get at, at a garage sale. I it's like dust. clothes are interesting. I do know the smell that you're talking about. It's not great, but it does not deter me in the slightest. It deters me 100%. And I will, I mean, sure, do I prefer to wash the secondhand clothes that I have before I wear them? But I, I mean, yeah. Know. Oh. I know. Like I bought a Hooter shirt from a $5 van. I didn't wash it. I bought Grand Valley sweatpants also. Didn't wash them. Reva. What? But you shower twice a day. What's that? How does that reconcile? That your body the can be clean. Germs that I get from the Hooter shirt. I shower it off at the end of the night. <sighs> Just uh, all the battles I need to wage in life. You know, I'm not super worried about. I feel that. like this is this is the difference: Capricorn versus Taurus. Where I'm just like gross, and then you're just like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I get why someone would want to wash it, but no, yeah, I just. But and it's weird because I have to reconcile that with this. Like I'm very like sustainable, you know, like uh, getting all things compostable, reusable. Like I'm very concerned about the environment. Don't want the plastic bullshit. And I know that like the clothing industry is a huge place where waste comes. Mm -hmm. And so I I fundamentally like I love the idea of vintage clothes. Like I love the fact that you shop vintage. Like I think that's great, and I'll support that. Thank you. That's fine. To each their own. And you know what? You're not going to save the world by buying an old t-shirt. Exactly. So, again, of all the battles you could wage with yourself, don't let this be it. <laughs> I, there's lots of battles. And then when it comes to my Venus with my friends, I am a very loyal friend. I have, like, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. Because I feel like my loyalty and my affection is, like, you know, I can't spread it too thin. Because mm-hmm. I... it. I give it to the people that I'm friends with and, you know, ride or die, dude. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a huge thing for me. I And this might, this definitely has more to do with my Taurus moon. But when it comes to hanging out, like, I definitely, I love to just vibe. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I obviously like to go get food. I like to go chill. But I don't want to go out and party. Maybe when I was a kid, but I don't even like somebody's like, come meet me at party. the party, meet me at the bar. And I'm like, miss, really? miss me with that. Man, I'd I be mean, like, but, meet me at my house. But that's just like, <laughs> like you haven't drank in a long time, too. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's part of like, And I never really like when I was a kid, it was a means to an end. Like I wanted to make friends. I wanted to. But flirt. Bro, we partied so hard in France. OK, though. well, in France, it was a distraction. OK, 100 percent. Yeah, it was kind of the only thing to do. Yeah. 
and I was into it. And it was the only way to be social because yeah. we didn't really know I mean, I would argue it is still largely the only way to be social. Yeah, like, if I were single, I'm sure that I would. But even then, it's a means to an end for me. Now that I'm married, like, I don't drink, period. I don't drink at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. And, like, when people... Like I would like I love it when people come over and we just have a nice good meal and maybe we play a board game, you know, maybe a couple glasses of wine, not even for me, but like other people. Mm-hmm. But like that's how I want to hang out. Like mm. somebody invites me to go out and do something, I'm just like like if it depending on what it is, I'll go do it. But I'm and my initial reaction is like, "Oh, you know what I mean? Like I'd much rather just chill." So what do you want to do for your birthday? I don't know, I was thinking about that. I'm still thinking about it. It's kind of stressing me out. That's fine. Just tell Alex. <laughs> Just tell someone. Okay. I will. Um, but I think that that's, you know, a good place to end. I guess one thing we didn't talk about was the glyph for Venus. Mm. It looks like the female sign. Okay. Mm. The female sign. You know how the male is a circle with the arrow and the, the female is like a, a circle? Boner. Yeah, but the female is a circle with the little cross underneath. Or, like, it looks like a person, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the sign for Venus. Real easy to remember. We didn't talk about what Roy has to say about Venus. But, Roy, we've said enough. <laughs> and um, We'll hear what Roy has to say about yeah, Mars. We will make sure that we know what Roy has to say about Mars. There you go. Guaranteed. You'll hear all about Mars next week, guys. Until then, you take care of yourself. Both the listener and page. Be Venusian. Yeah. Smell some flowers. Yeah. Smell it. Do what you want to do. Hang out with friends in a way that is most conducive to your lifestyle. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun, guys. Love you. Be, be fun. Okay, bye. Have sex. If you want. Safely. Don't. Oh,